10 to 1, episode 168. Top 10 reasons to homeschool. to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. We're back, everyone. And this time we are here to encourage you, if you're thinking about homeschooling or if you've never considered it before, to consider it because it's fantastic. Yeah, and give our reasons for deciding to homeschool. And... Brian has 10, I have 5. Explain... When people ask, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? I think that's less common than it was when I was a kid, being homeschooled. But uh, there's still there's still some very skeptical people. So this can also be for those folks. I do have ten. Two big ones, and then eight small ones. And you have five. So here's what I'm thinking. Let me start with the two big ones. Yeah, I think, why don't you just say you're ten and... Then, as I have one that coincides with it, yeah, I'll uh, I'll mention mine. Okay. Yeah, we might we might have complete overlap on this one, for sure. I don't see why not. All right, so we're united in our vision after <laughs> all. Do you want to go ten to one? The traditional. I mean, why would we stick with our formula? Yeah. I've thrown that out the window. You sure have. Okay. Well, fine. Number 10. Uh, I would start with saying um, uh, that there, there should be a little bit of a mind shift here in that education is parenting. And for somebody to say, well, why do you homeschool? That's so weird. It would be like someone saying, why do you home parent? That's so weird. Everyone is teaching their children all the time. Uh, things You might think of it as parenting or something else separate as what happens in a schoolroom. But really, and we can talk about this a little bit more on our next one, but uh, you're always teaching your children. You're raising your children. You're parenting your children. This is all in the same... It's all the same thing. It's then going to be your decision on how much of that parenting happens directly from you and how much of it is going to happen with other people that you trust that you're choosing to uh, allow um, that responsibility of, of also educating, teaching, raising, we probably wouldn't say necessarily, but certainly when you think of like um, a church mm-hmm. situation or other family and friends, where um, it's not also it's also not in a a traditional schoolroom setting uh, that this but it's is all learning it's all right. influencing and affecting them yes and uh, yeah, this is your responsibility as a parent and I think I think we kind of agree as a society it's one of the most important things is um, you know training up the next generation making sure that that they're set up for success. And so um, let's talk about that in the, in the second one a little bit more. But uh, what I would say for this first one is that uh, why would you homeschool? 
well you already are homeschooling <laughs> yeah everyone's homeschooling um and then it's going to be uh, a choice of of uh, who's going to be doing uh, maybe the traditional school subjects we can we can call it okay so that's my that's my my starter uh, uh flipping it around flipping the script yeah <laughs> well so much Mind of shift. how you how you face different things in life is it dependent on your mindset going into it Mm-hmm. yeah and i think we think that it's just a default that you know maybe i teach my children how to drive or i teach my children i, I don't know how to cook or how to uh, balance a checkbook things that you maybe don't learn in a in a schoolroom and then the teachers are the ones that teach mathematics and history and how to read and then maybe you get, um, I, I don't know, um, uh, somebody to teach piano because you don't know how to play the piano. And, and so you get a, a piano tutor or piano teacher. And we think that these are all separate things and those are just the defaults. That's just what everyone does. Um, but there are no defaults. You have a choice for all of these. And you, <laughs> if you're just going to go along with what everybody else is doing, you're, you're not making that choice. It's. I'm. I'm not going to say that you can't send your children to school, or you can't hire a piano teacher, of course. But you need to realize that that's a decision that you're making, not just not just the default. There's no defaults. Uh, you, you don't have to have your children in the hospital. You could have your children at home. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. I don't know. Um, uh, you don't have to send your children to play sports. You don't have to. They don't have to go to college. You don't have to go to college. Right. School. Yeah. You don't have to get a job at a company. You can work for yourself. All of these things are things we kind of take uh, as just, this is just what you do. It's normal. Yeah. It's right. Accepted. Right. And most of those we do. I work for a company. Uh, we've had all our children in hospitals. Um, but, you know, these are, these are choices that you make right there it's not don't just go through life um on default mode mm -hmm. okay so that's my number one you ready for number two yeah okay so then for number two i would say with that idea that that education is parenting we need to kind of uh take that step back and say what is the goal here when you have children, what is the goal of parenting? What is the goal of education? And uh, you could come up with lots of different goals for that. Uh, you might have the goal of um, you want your children to uh, be able to get a good job. You want your children to be really smart. Uh, you want your children to get good grades. Good grades is the goal. You want to get A's on the report card. You want them to get into a good college. You want them to uh, be socialized. I, I hear that one a lot. I'm not exactly sure what it means. Uh, maybe somebody can tell me exactly what, what that means. But you want them to be socialized. You want them to be able to follow instructions. Or um, you want them to be a good citizen of their country. You want them to uh, be a good Christian or whatever uh, your belief system is. You want them to, to fulfill that uh, those values. Uh, you want them to be 
a human being, a really good human being. There's so many different goals you can have, and you probably have multiple of those. Um, but you need to decide what is the goal that you're going towards, uh, because that's going to then determine uh, the methods that you use. It's going to determine the content, the things that you teach your children. And I'm going to say you need to figure out what those goals are um, and, and what content and, and what methods you want, because then it's up to you to decide uh, how you're going to get to that goal. So the way you might get to that goal, uh, maybe you say, well, I talked to the, the public school teachers, I talked to the principal, and they have the same goals that I have, and we agree on methods, more or less, and we agree on content, so I'm going to send my children to public school. Or, um, you know, I have different goals than the public school, and so I need to send my children to uh, this private school, and I talk to the teachers, and I talk to the principal, and we share the same goals, and so I uh, feel comfortable putting my children in this school. Uh, or it might be that you say, I have this goal for my children and uh, the public school is not going to get there and the private school is not going to get there. Or um, maybe they would do a, an okay job, but I think I'm, I'm going to do a better a job. Better job. Mm -hmm. And so, um, right. So you need to sit down. What are your goals? I would say for, for us, the way that I've, I've uh, or what I've come to, currently <laughs> is I want our children to be increasingly human and increasingly Christ-like and increasingly independent. Yes. I would say that's included in, in increasingly human. Okay. Um, I would, I would say uh, if I have to put a definition on, I would say um, the ability to make meaningful choices is is human mm. um, the ability to think through things the ability uh, having the knowledge mm. and um, uh, being able to again like kind of like we were saying before not just go through life on default uh, but to be able to think through things and um, make decisions to be able to and, and of course there's I mean there's a whole bunch more with that no keep going this is good <clears throat> but <laughs> uh, then uh, you want them to be able to make the not just meaningful decisions, but then you want them the to make decisions. right decisions. Yeah. And so that's where I would say um, being more uh, uh, more Christ-like, being a Christian, however you want to mm -hmm. say it, being virtuous. Um, uh, you want to raise children to um, yeah make the right decisions. So with I don't think that's the goal of the public schools. I think... The public school is pretty much um, to make good factory workers. That's the uh, model is the Prussian school model. Mm -hmm. uh, it came out of Prussia uh, a couple hundred years ago when they decided, you know, we want our citizens to be able to work in the factories. And so uh, you can you can look at uh, how schools are set up. Uh, you go and sit in a big room with a lot of other people. You listen quietly. You hear the ringing bell. You get up. You go to another room. You sit and you listen. And um, so, you know, kind of factory conditions, you're all eating together, that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, or people want, just want them to get a good job. And maybe, maybe there's a public school that's going to help your kid get a good job. Um, that wouldn't be my goal for my children. I think mm -hmm. that's going to come. Uh, if there's, um, yeah, well, we could talk about that another time. That'll come naturally. Yes. From, but that should not be the goal. 
Yes. Yeah. So that's my my two big ones is... <laughs> well, nothing I've got is going to top any of yeah, that. Yeah, well, nothing else but, that I have is going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's good. It really is to, to know what you want right from the start. And, and you can aim for that. Right. Okay. Yep. So then uh, let's just keep going. Number, I guess if we're going 10, 9, 8 would be uh, choose your, you can choose your content. Uh, so there's going to be things that uh, it's impossible to, to know everything, to read everything, to learn everything. Uh, so it's going, uh, this gives you uh, the ability to um, customize, kind of um, prioritize, put values on the things that are important. And uh, we can certainly talk about that next week when we talk about the uh, curriculum that we're doing. Uh, so what we, some of the things that we think are important. Or the many curriculums that we're doing. We're well, settled mostly on Ambleside at this point. We're yeah, we're doing Ambleside online, pretty much, pretty much down the line at this point. Okay, but I will tell you a little bit more about that next week. Okay, okay. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, people will complain about the things that their kids are learning in school, uh, whether that's uh, you know, complaining about new math. They don't want they want their kids to learn math the way that they learned, uh, and you can do that if you're if you're homeschooling um, or if there's um, political or religious things that you um, that you feel that you want to raise your children with, then that's completely up to you. Um, and, and certainly even if you are, are uh, putting your children in a private school or a public school, uh, this is still, this still applies to you, right? You still are going to be raising your children with certain values of things that they're not getting in school necessarily. Um, but this gives you um, this this gives you more responsibility. I mean, the responsibility is already there, but this gives you more, I guess, control over um, uh, putting values on different things. Mm -hmm. If you think music is important, then you're you're adding that in, etc. Yeah. yeah, this is this is the first one that I came up with was control. Um, that. Uh, I mean, mostly what I hear, and that turns me all off a whole lot to the public school system. Uh, and I notice you're being very careful to be positive. I'll be the mm -hmm. negative one. Uh, th I've never wanted to put the kids in public school. And yeah. uh, part of that is because of sex ed teaching. Um, and that is not anyone's responsibility except the parents. Sure. And so uh, that right there has been like an instant. Uh, my kids will never do public school for that reason. Um, and maybe you have a great public school where you can exempt your child on those days or whatever. I don't want to take any of that risk. Um, I don't want um, my kids say that they got exempted from the class. But then all their peers are talking about what they heard in class, and they're still learning from someone that they shouldn't, um, and at a t at an age that they should not be learning these things, these more grown up things that are too too mature for them. Um, homeschooling lets you control when they learn it uh, at the appropriate ages. Uh, you mentioned. Um, valuing things more something else that i was thinking of is uh 
Well, let's uh, let's just put it out there. Science, uh, for example, uh, there's a lot circulating around about the science says this, and it's uh, it's settled. And so, because one person, there have been studies that show something on science, and a person happens to agree or or that that shows something. Let okay, let's just say vaccines. <laughs> um, Let's just bring out all the hot topics. Mm. So somebody says, uh, you know, they, there's studies that show vaccines are effective. There's other studies that show that they're, they're dangerous. And so the person that thinks uh, that values vaccines above, uh, you know, anything else is going to tout them as scientifically valid and important and useful and i'm look wherever you fall on this spectrum i don't care that's your opinion that's your choice whatever but um then they're influencing your child and what if it's something that you believe differently or uh uh, in the case of evolution uh people some people don't believe evolution is true um and others believe it is scientific fact Mm -hmm. Um, and what kids and what I've come to realize is, uh, like the term science is, we want to say it's an all knowing thing. It's hard, cold, hard fact. And a lot of it is just based on what we can see and what we guesstimate based on what we can see and test, but we can be wrong. And so... All that to say, they kids need to understand uh, when they're being taught some of these very controversial topics, um, they need to be taught, well, this is controversial and people disagree on it. Um, and in the case of evolution, if you're Christians, then you could say, well, uh, and whether you believe evolution is true or not, you can say, well, ultimately, though, we believe that God created the world. Yeah. And that there is a purpose to things and that sin came, death and destruction occurred because of man's sin and not it was there before man uh, was uh, came on the scene. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm rabbit trailing. Yep. But, and it, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. But the point is. Which you're not is, known for on podcasts. <laughs> Anyway, don't don't derail me even more. The point is that as a as a homeschool teacher, you can give the multiple viewpoints on this whereas in class they're much more likely in school, they're much more likely to get just the teacher's perspective. That's what I'm going at with all this is you get a more balanced perspective. If you're yeah. if you're a balanced I mean, they're adult probably just going to get our perspective. So I don't know that they'll get a more balanced perspective. I don't know. They could if you want to. When I'm ta- telling the girls about something really controversial, I'll tell them, well, this is what different people believe. This is what I believe. But also, uh, I might be wrong, too. Yeah. I think that's appropriate when they're older. Uh, I probably wouldn't well, I don't go get into, too complex. Yeah. yeah, me neither. At, I, I at, don't do uh, it with... Current ages. And you can't right. keep them completely... Like, this is... I agree with what you're saying. They're still going to hear. They're still going to hear stuff from other kids. They've already heard curse words from other kids, even (laughs) though, you know, we didn't (laughs) teach them curse words. Yeah. (laughs) So homeschooling isn't like a a bubble that you're in. No, it's not. 
But again, it's about it's it's still better. Yeah, yeah, it's for controlling it's, what they're exposed to. Yeah, maybe controlling is too strong. Maybe like I don't know. Guiding. Yeah, yeah, maybe controlling is right, but with the with the understanding that kids are going to learn they're going to hear stuff from other people and that's not going to ruin your child because they learned a curse word on the playground. Right. Or if they heard uh, uh, about vaccines. Right, right, right. Or or sex ed a year no. or two too early. Right. Well, it's more, it, and this, this ties in more with another one of mine with okay. later on, uh, on influence, and in that if they're constantly around this, that's different mm-hmm. from a one-time couple times exposure do you see what i mean um and then more uh, one last thing along the lines of control is that we get to spend we get to decide how much time and effort is spent on a certain subject too like Mm -hmm. say with math we don't if if we see they've gotten the the idea we don't need to uh, assign them a whole bunch of busy work while we go and yeah you know deal with some of the other students yeah, well, let's have that one then. That, that's one of mine. So I'll make that number seven. Okay. Customizing the pace for your child. When you have a, a classroom of 20 children, you just have to go towards the median. There's going to be some kids that get it quicker, but they've got to wait for the other ones. There's going to be some kids that don't get it at all, but you can't You slow can't just stay down. there. Yeah, yeah, you can't slow the whole class down for the two kids that don't know. Don't get long division. Got to keep going. So... Um, uh, yeah, when you've got a smaller classroom, especially um, for us, a really small classroom, you can customize. You can go at your own pace. You can move them a grade ahead. You can keep them back. Grades are artificial yes. anyway. There's no such thing as fourth grade mathematics. <laughs> so if they are if they need more time to get it, then, then that's perfectly fine. And you can do that easily when you're homeschooling. Yeah, we synced up again. All right, you ready for another one? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you can choose your your methods. This is similar to what we're talking about, except um, you know, there's a lot of different ideas on how to teach. Uh, should it be, uh, you know, there's some subjects that are best. They're listening to a teacher. They're just getting knowledge from someone that's knowledgeable. There's going to be other things that are better doing them. So I think of like uh, gardening. That they're learning with you. Cannot you learn about that from a book. Yeah. I mean, you can, but at some point you need to get out and do it, which they're not really doing it too much with me. And I haven't been doing it much lately either. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have tried and I will keep trying at some point. Right. <laughs> Either this year or next year. Yeah. So then it's up to you, you know, what are, what are they going to learn through books? What are they going to learn through, you know, uh, games or or videos or going out and doing that's something you also have control over yeah this is a this is the last one that i came up with was fun you can make homeschooling fun they can learn Mm. through board games through cooking um like the kids uh they'll say mom i want to i want to make this this usually some sweet treat um and i'll say sure you take charge of it and so uh, they're learning fractions. And I had some people that were amazed that uh, the kids knew fractions. Um, hmm. And uh, the other day I was doing some fermenting and, and it wasn't 
that the kid that Lydia or Amber asked me to do it, but I said, hey, let's, uh, I'm going to teach you how to ferment some berries um, or how to ferment uh, some vegetables. And for, for Amber, it was, it was really hands-on that, and that makes it a lot more intuitive when it, when they're doing it too. They learn through doing as opposed to just reading about it in a book Mm -hmm. um, or writing, uh, writing on paper. Um, and then with Lydia, uh, we wanted to ferment some vegetables, but I didn't want to make a huge amount. And so we had, we, I think we quartered the recipe. And so at first it was easy to have it. And then, uh, or maybe we ate the recipe, however you would say that. And, uh, uh, quartering it was a little more difficult for her to figure out. And then I had to help her a little bit with eighthing it. <laughs> uh, but we got there and and I was able to walk her through the steps and, and I saw a click in her mind and mm. it was very concrete. Uh, we went from cups all the way down to tablespoons and she was able to, to co-relate these, these abstract math concepts mm. um, into hard reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't onerous. If I had tried to do this uh, on paper, man, I'd have been slamming my head against the wall. But but she stayed with me. She was interested and engaged mm. the whole time. Nice. So homeschooling can be fun. Yeah, the way I said it was, and this is, I mean, all of these kind of overlap a little bit, uh, that you can have one-on-one tutoring, one-on-one teaching, that's really difficult to get in the classroom. Right. It's just it's just how it has to be for a school. Well, and the kids have learned some good math skills too, just from playing board games and mm-hmm. all right, how many points do you have now? And uh, yeah, I mean we've that. I've purposefully and we can talk about this when we talk about how more specifics next week. But for math, part of it is puzzles games um just playing around it doesn't not everything has to be a curriculum or a book or a worksheet so okay uh so then uh it's also um uh, it's also faster um there's no commute this is my second one that i listed convenience yeah there's no um, you know, I've got to walk in between all the classrooms and I've got to, I, I eat lunch in 10 minutes, but it, it's an hour long lunch break or uh, I don't know. I've never been to a school, but I've seen it on TV. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, uh, it's, it can be faster mm-hmm. for, for sure. And the number of hours spent doing those extra things does add up. And so, I mean, right now, what is Lydia doing? a couple hours maybe and she doesn't focus (laughs) yeah and that's obviously going to increase as she as she gets older both the focus and the amount of time that Mm -hmm. she'll have to spend but i mean you really don't need a first grader or a kindergartner or a a (sighs) pre-kindergartner no like sitting at a desk for hours or i don't know what they're doing no at that age really what what that is is that's that's extended daycare yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're probably not even at desks anymore. No attention span for that, but mm. um yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to take that long. Well, and I think that is uh a hurdle that a lot of uh P 
people face, certainly in, in 2020, when everybody had to homeschool for at least a few weeks. Uh, there was major burnout for some people because they were trying to do building school at home. Yeah. And do six hours or so. And they, it's it's not, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's let's definitely come back to that yeah. next week because uh agree. Uh, we did find out that everyone can homeschool. I think this is maybe this maybe should have been a point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> maybe could have combined a couple other ones. We found out during COVID everyone can homeschool. If it's important enough, we will find a way to make it. We find a happen. way to make it work. We we all decided it was important enough. And so or the government we made, decided for us. We made it work. And so yeah. if you decided that uh, again uh, what's more important than raising your children? Mm-hmm. What's more important than parenting, educating, raising them correctly? And so if you decide that uh, th- this is better than uh, to homeschool, I I don't see how you can say, well, I mean, I... I can't make it work. I, yeah, I can't. I you just, make time for the my things... My kids wouldn't like to be at home. Yeah. I, I don't, you know? You make time for the things that are important to you. That's something I've just been learning over and over. All right. uh, Another quick one. Uh, Oh, uh, back on the thing about convenience. Um, Oh, okay. There's uh, like the kids often have like you have to have this much uh, bring in crayons and scissors and like even if you've already got a brand new box of crayons, but you've got to bring in an extra just in case Johnny down the road uh, <laughs> who comes from a poorer background, sure. uh, it, we're filling in the gaps. And that's nice, but also like from a monetary standpoint for our family, we don't have to spend extra. We can just... Yeah, I mean, our tax money's already paying for yeah. public school, so <laughs> can't wiggle out of that one completely. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of people say homeschooling in pajamas is really nice. I found that for the girls, um, they we have to get them dressed. Yeah, they yeah. have to because that shifts for me their mindset. From home. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, but it's nice we don't have to rush and start the day. Um, I I remember having to wake up at at six thirty mm-hmm. sometimes because we had a bit of a drive to get to some of our schools, uh, like twenty thirty minute drive in Puerto Rico to get to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in order to ha- have time to get dressed and eat breakfast and then get over there in time, yeah. uh, we were getting up at 6.30 and that's that's hard. And then you're over there till 12 or 1, 8 to, uh, uh, when my mom was a teacher, sometimes we were there till 2 or, or not getting home till 2. Like, that's a long day. Then plus you've got homework. Um, it's... It's and then for here in the states, a lot of times you've got to stand in a or uh, wait in a long car queue uh, to pick up your kid, and sometimes you're waiting for up to an hour. Uh, so it's just it's really convenient to not have to do any of that. Right. Yeah. And with the convenience, I had another one. Number three: flexible schedule. You can take a week off. If you need to, you so can, convenient. Uh, I mean, some people, uh, we've been talking about, oh, the schools are starting earlier. Some, some schools, uh, start in early August now and, um, you know, that's fine. You can, you can start in early August if you want, if you're homeschooling, you can start in September. 
if the whole family comes down with a stomach bug you can you don't have to get a doctor's note or anything like that yep and then i do have cost as number two Mm. and i mean it's more i think expensive than a public school i assume you're still having to pay for some things at a public school but maybe you don't pay for anything. Maybe it's it's already been paid through taxes. Um, and I hope that's not a reason to choose <clears throat> public school. I can see how it would be. It would have to be a reason maybe in some situations. Um, but I know single moms that are going to work all day and then they're homeschooling at night. Um, again, we can talk about next week that it uh, it really doesn't have to be expensive for homeschooling. Um, you can do it for just about free, especially these days with libraries mm-hmm. and um, uh, even cheap used books. Uh, you really it it does not have to be expensive, and certainly when you compare it to a, a private school, where you think um, you know you've got you, those t- those teachers have to make a living, the principal has to make a living. You've got to pay for the facilities. And, um, so, you you know, you're spending thousands of dollars a year per child and, um, it really doesn't, it doesn't need to be that expensive. So that's my number two. You're down to number one. You ready? How many do you have left? I've still got two. Okay. Why don't you do another one of yours? Uh, well, uh, we had talked about getting back to influence. Is that yours that's coming up? Uh, maybe how not not no not exactly okay. so what the what's other one i have clothes? is variety okay um and maybe you talked about this some earlier but our kids have the freedom and time to learn life skills um mm. and yeah i put that one with the content okay what i was talking about earlier uh, they get out get to get out and explore nature um yeah. and be creative and do crafts and they get to be bored yeah. <laughs> uh, they're not they don't have things planned for them all the time and that's so important. Yeah. Uh the other day, um I mean a lot of people at church will say, I don't know how you keep up with all your kids. Well, that's because I mostly ignore them all the day. No, mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> but I'm not that's... entertaining them most of the day. Yeah. And I expect them to entertain themselves. Right. Now if they come and ask me to read them a story or do a puzzle with them, if I'm not uh, really busy at the moment fixing a meal or whatever or washing up dishes that need to be caught up on or you know or something then mm-hmm. sure I'll do it with them but for the most part I expect them to entertain themselves and the other day I walked uh, into the dining room uh, and the kids have been had been running in and out of the house and into the the uh, I've, garage utilities Shed. drawer or whatever oh, okay um and getting into the rubber bands and stuff <laughs> i wondered oh, what yeah. they were doing <laughs> they were making a bow and arrow and i tell you they were so proud of themselves when they managed to actually fire something made out of rubber bands and a stick mm-hmm. and it went fairly <laughs> far oh my goodness uh and they spent a good hour on that they were teaching penny how to do it they were nice. they were each making their own and the sense of accomplishment they were robin hood yeah lydia was reading robin hood a couple of days ago <laughs> i didn't even make that connection yeah funny yeah and and they're not bogged down with homework 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So they're free to do these things, free mm. to be bored and ex- experiment. Uh, another thing, too, is they're not away from their parents four plus hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's my number one. This is this is going to tie in to my, my my last one, which is on influence, too, that that's a long time times five days a week. Let's say, I mean, maybe it's even longer, but that's at the very basic. It's at least four hours times five days is 20 hours. And then like over how many how many years mm-hmm. that's a very long time that your kids are not with you yeah and they're <sighs> so i went to christian school uh much of my life um i'm a missionary kid and when we were not on furlough i was in christian school when we were when we were on furlough i was homeschooled um but in Christian school, I've come to realize, uh, looking back as an adult now, uh, there were a lot of parents who had unchristian kids and sent them to the Christian school hoping uh, that uh, the school could transform their kid. And mm-hmm. I think in some cases it did, and that's good. But also I learned some things that I should not have learned uh, at certain ages. And I dealt with a lot of peer pressure, too. Um, from influences that I should not have had on a daily basis. Now, our kids go to church. They're socialed, um, socialized. Like we we don't keep them in a little in a little protective bubble. Uh, we let them go play with the kid down the street who taught them their first swear word. Um, but again, they're not spending hours and hours and hours every single day. Uh, with these kids and there's we we like to have them interact with people with people of different ages too Mm -hmm. across the spectrum not just with their own age group yeah constantly yeah yeah Uh, i think that's very important Mm -hmm. and last but not least on the subject of influence um and and i'll let you talk i'll get off my (laughs) stage um is that uh, so you're in here in in your study, yeah. Uh, where we're podcasting, working. working a lot of the day, but you take breaks and you come out and yep. and interact with them and you homeschool them. But they're around me constantly, mm-hmm. and they see me at my best, but they also really see me at my worst, and they know I am a very imperfect human, but mm. they also get to see me make it right. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know how. Often this happens in schools, but in general, my experience was if some adult did not control their temper or uh, was just in a mean mood, uh, you got the brunt of it and they did not apologize for it. They were the adult. They were right. They, they were... Uh, the way they were feeling was valid for X number of reasons, and you just got to deal with it. Um, and there, I have apologized to my kids so many times. I'm look, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling well. That's not an excuse, but mm-hmm. it, it does make it harder for me to control myself. But I am sorry uh, that I reacted this way. And so, uh, what I'm getting at here is. Uh, back to what you were saying with parenting is mm-hmm. they're seeing 
an adult. They're growing in their relationships and learning how to navigate interpersonal relationships mm. from watching yeah. me. Mm-hmm. From watching me do right, but also do wrong and then have to make it right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And I think that's good. It doesn't have to be a homeschooling versus versus uh, it does institutional no. school difference. You can have a teacher that, that does that correctly. It does. You can have a parent that I homeschools agree. and is a, a big a jerk. jerk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, but no, that is definitely good. And yeah, I have, uh, for my last one, I have uh, that they're spending time with her family. I do think that's the ideal. I do think, uh, and I, I don't work for myself. I'm not an entrepreneur. But I am working from home, and you're at home running the household, and I think that is the best. I think that is the ideal scenario of I'm around a lot, uh, you're around there with their siblings, and um, yeah, I think historically that's that's been the norm of uh, the the father is probably uh, some sort of tradesman is the average person and they've got their own uh, they've got their work that they do not necessarily working for themselves but probably close by uh, you're not driving an hour away commute in a commute for most of history and um, you know the the mother's running the household uh, so I, I think that is the ideal setup and I think homeschooling is is the ideal um, and yeah, I, I would, I, I hesitate a little bit when you talk about, um, you know, control or, or influence because you can set these things before your children, but you uh, control only goes so far and you could have, a, a the, the, uh, you know, postcard perfect, um, upbringing and the child grows up and decides that they don't want that. There's still individual responsibility too. Yeah. So maybe that's what I, where control is too strong for me. Um, I, you are right. There, there is control and controlling their environment. I think that is important. Um, maybe just with the humility of realizing, like you were saying, we're still messing it up. We're still we're gonna try and make it better, or try and make it right when we mess up, and then, um, you know, you can't control what they're thinking about, what they believe. You can tell them what to believe, and and they'll believe it. But at some point, they as go, human they beings, they're going to, right. And so, um, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one for a for a parent. How do you how do you walk that line? So that's all I had. I think that's a good start. I'm, I'm excited to talk about some specifics of how we teach. Let's do that next week. We can okay. go through, uh, uh, we're using Ambleside online. We've been using that for a year and I can talk about what that is. It's a Charlotte Mason curriculum. Talk about what, what Charlotte Mason is. And uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to, this one I'm, I'm very happy to take feedback and, and answer questions. We're always happy for feedback. We're always happy, but if there's people that it makes them nervous 
or they're just curious or uh, you want to push back on something and, and um, you know, I, neither of us have been public schooled. So if you want to push back on anything that we've said, I'm happy to hear that and, and talk to you. Uh, so you can email us, tto at coser.us. Maybe you want to start start uh, transitioning to email completely because at the end of the year, I'm shutting down the comments on the webpage. I'm not going to continue paying $5 a month for the rest of my life for a comment every month or two. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate Especially you when leaving. Especially not, <laughs> not podcasting very often. <laughs> but I sure do appreciate all of you that, that do leave comments, and you still can do that, tto.coser.us slash 168. That'll take you to this episode on our website. You can leave a comment there. I'll see if I can make the comments permanent, even though they will, you won't be able to add any new ones January 1st. 2024 so i think that wraps it up for us any last thoughts no not really okay well then i'm excited to talk more about it next week but until then i'm brian Kozer. i'm melissa Kozer. you've been listening to 10 to 1
that the part curriculum. of it is yeah part of the goal though is that they become more independent better at self from you yeah i wouldn't quite say self-teaching because you're still learning from books you're still learning from others there's not ever an independence completely unless you're um i guess well, going yeah. out and and studying well, yeah botany in your backyard that could that could be yeah. independent well i consider self-teaching like what i've been doing i'm self-teaching myself canning yes. and yeah fermenting and mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm it's semantics i'm going to yeah i'm going to professionals people who've done all this before me and i'm reading up and and asking them questions and stuff yeah. but i'm i'm making the effort myself instead of just and, and i'm pursuing many different avenues to get to this knowledge mm-hmm. instead of just wanting it all in one convenient little package and yeah. you know yeah, yeah. So giving them that mindset to, to go out and pursue the things that they're interested in. For sure. That they need to learn. Yeah. And even even just in a regular situation where we just go from here and uh, maybe one of them's in high school and there's a private school that's in line with our goals, that with teachers that we trust, um, sure, I, I could see us... us um, uh, using that and choosing that because the goal is not we only have our children in this one specific thing the goal is they're becoming more christ-like they're becoming more human that's going to be different for each child as we mm-hmm. talked about with with customizing and so for sure there i could see that as a scenario i expect that we'll homeschool all the way through with all of them but who knows or we'll we'll find out Thank you.